When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? What's the worst day of the week that gets us all depressed? M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Here comes more aggravation and a brand new week of stress. M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Monday sweat. in Geek Vibes Nation. This is your host of Monday Suck, Dane Owls, with another enticing episode where we reflect upon the last two weeks with random news items from random different things, whether it be music, politics, and movies, and I basically just pick out what I want to fuck to talk about and then proceed to do that. So this week, I do not have a co-host. I'm actually recording this early uh, to help out uh, with one of the fellow Geek Vibers, uh, our good friend Tia, she has an interview later on today during the duration of when I normally do my show. So I'm going to bring you guys a shorter show, a little jam-packed show, just with myself. Uh, if you guys didn't get a chance to, not this last week, but the week before that, I had a pretty, uh, you know, very, very in-depth interview with Andy Signore, uh, formerly of Screen Junkies. And, uh, you know, now you can find him at Popcorn Planet uh, on YouTube. Definitely check that out. But uh, check out the interview if you haven't got a chance. We went into some deep topics. I also wanted to make mention that if you are a fan of the animated DC films out there, uh, there's been several, uh, I'm going to be having Ernie Altbacher on next week, or at least that's what's scheduled. He's a very, very busy man. Um, And basically, we're going to be talking about Hush. He's one of the main uh, producers and uh, just one of the guys in charge of everything with animation and storyline and everything. And he's been doing stuff. Oh, man, for years, he's worked on X-Men, he's worked on Spider-Man, the animated series, stuff that I used to watch when I was a kid, and he's worked on a majority of all the DC animated projects, especially the shared universe that is doing stuff that the movie universe just, for some fucking reason, can't. So, uh, look forward to that. Um, You know, we had an off week last week, because I confirmed, uh, you know, not too long ago that I'm going to try to make this weekly. If I don't have enough stuff to do an episode, then I will do it bi-weekly. Now, I did have enough stuff last week, but I could not find a co-host, and I actually ended up not having enough time to be able to put everything together. So since there wasn't a lot of news from this last week, I'm going to be talking and reflecting off a lot of uh, the stuff I was going to talk about last week, starting with uh, you know music. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to an album that's coming out at the end of this month uh, from a band called Tool called Fear Inoculum, and uh, – that, I believe, is the name of the album. That's also the name of the first track of the release, uh, Maynard James Keenan. Uh, I think it was last week or maybe it was the week before, was on um, an awesome episode of Joe Rogan. Um, and uh, basically he displayed, you know, stuff involving making the album, him doing his, uh, wine, his wine crafting and making his different types of wine over in Arizona, stuff that he's been up to, and uh, decided to release some information about how now all of Tool's library is on iTunes, Spotify. Um, I take, I, I'm a part of YouTube Red, so I have the YouTube music through that. So any of those type of formats, you can now find their whole entire music library, which is awesome. 
because they were one of the only bands that was deciding not to. And on top of that, the fact that we're getting the album coming out soon is very, very exciting. Um, You know, we haven't had an album since uh, 10,000 Days, which I think was back in 2007. So, of course, I wish that I did what everyone else did and did a reaction video. I really did because I got goosebumps listening to to Fear. Um, I'm going to keep on messing up the name of the song. Fear... In, in, fear inoculum sorry why can't I say inoculum I have no idea probably because I've worked five until two o'clock today so I'm a little bit out of it anyways you guys don't care about that but the track off of that I'm a drummer for one thing that that hits me the most um, I'm also a singer and as much as I love uh, you know Jones and, and Chancellor I think they're incredible at their crafts of you know uh, Adam Jones gives those really ominous guitar riffs and, and, and solos and bends and stuff like that that's so needed. And Chancellor is a machine to keep these rhythmic offbeat bass patterns for Danny Carey to be able to jump onto. But of course, my bread and butter in that band, uh, one of my biggest vocal influences is Maynard James Keenan. They, the ability to have, I know that he is someone that is very, very much a fan of uh, Native Americans. I'm pretty sure that he's had, well, I don't want to say it's rumored, but I've never heard him talk about specifically, but he had, uh, you know, a, uh, a peace meeting, I believe is what they call it, where he met with a chief uh, and they took um, peyote together and did like a, a, a mental cleanse, if you will, together. So in his vocals, I have no clue. I've heard that he's part Native American, but I've checked out websites that say the opposite. But you can even hear in his voice like a similar, like uh, the way he'll, he'll hit a note, like if he's like, no, you know, just he's he's so good about putting these weird rhythms in his vocals and being able to sustain notes and hit them for such long periods of time and sound haunting and emotional yet beautiful all at the same time. And then Danny Carey, I'm a natural drummer. I was terrible at math. I'm terrible at music theory because it pertains to math. Um, I was good with science until physics. Same 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 type of thing. So I've never been. I've been much more of a naturalist when it comes to playing drums. Danny Carey is the exact opposite of me. He's like your, your Carl Palmer from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, like your Neil Peart from Rush, uh, like even, even a Charlie Watts, for instance, from Rolling Stones, or Nick Mason from Pink Floyd. It's all theory-based and uh, very intelligent. Uh, you know, he definitely has some, some, some natural musicians like Keith Moon, John Bonham, especially – uh, Mitch Mitchell, who was a very natural musician, jazz musician, but when he met Jimmy, uh, Jimi Hendrix and, and formed the Jimi Hendrix Experience with uh, Noel Redding, he was able to apply his natural instincts, probably due to LSD, let's just face it, with his amazing theory-based mind of jazz and just was one of the most monstrous drummers. Diddy Carey takes from all of them, Bill Ward as well for a natural drummer, and just... I mean, his whole thing is trying to not – he doesn't want you to be able to hear him as much. He wants to be a part of the whole entire thing and bring everything together. And even though I, I, don't, I don't think he overplays, he does play a lot. And, I mean, I don't know how many times I've tried to put on my headphones and play the pot from Tool. There's no way in fucking hell I'm going to be able to play it like Danny Carey. Um, I might – even if I had the same exact drum set and Tiffany drums and all the other ones that he has – I mean, in the beginning of this, he switches. I don't know if it's, it's a xylophone or if it's an electric xylophone that sounds kind of like, you know, real 
notes, but he's hitting all of it. He goes, it's such an incredible in, 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 uh, in that song, um, Inferior Inoculum, is because he starts off a pattern on the uh, – it's a 10-minute song, by the way, and it goes by extremely quickly. Like, it definitely doesn't feel like it's 10 minutes, but he goes from a pattern on, you know, what sounds like more hand drums, not, not necessarily bongos, and then progressively moves it onto the toms and then really starts this really cool, aggressive, you know, tom hit along with the guitar and the bass once that really comes into things. And then you get Maynard with his haunting vocals. And then, I mean, it just goes through all these turns. And I've heard so many different people trying to cover the song and just being blown away by the performance rate of Tool. I'm telling you, this might have been a lot of information on Tool. If you're not a fan of Tool, it's probably because you don't listen to Tool. I promise, especially musicians, they are someone worth checking out. Uh, don't let, you know, a, a lot of times bands like Metallica, um, which is one of my favorite bands of all time, um, a band like Dave Matthews Band, um, a, da- a band like, um, I'm trying to think, like Pearl Jam, they'll get this bad negative rap because, you know, when we're in high school, the rockers and the preppy kids weren't on the same terms, if you will. At least my generation was like that. So a lot of people look to them as, like, whether it be like someone like a Dave Matthews all the way to a Tool, as something that preppy kids listen to and might incorporate it. Tool is not new metal. Tool is not, you know, just just garbage cock rock. It's, they are so intelligent with their lyrics, with the way that they form their music, with everything. It's, they're literally, uh, you know, a lot of people would say Radiohead, but I think they're the closest thing to Pink Floyd since Pink Floyd. And they have so many influences. You know, a lot of 80s Metallica's in there. A lot of Melvins are in there. A lot of uh, Led Zeppelin is within their stuff. A lot of uh, Rush you can hear. A lot of, you know, so many different entities, uh, whether it be Slayer or Black Sabbath or or whatever. And they just mix it and make this amazing tribalistic uh, just awesome rock music. And that's all I will gush. I will say that I will be doing a review after the whole entire album's done. Uh, you know, it should be, I think it comes out on the 30th and people are already reviewing it. I don't have a uh, way to be able to obtain it. You know, I can go to see movies, but I'm now just breaking into music. So I can go see movies uh, before they come out because of Geek Fives, but obtaining an album to be able to listen to it early to give a review, that I don't have yet. But I can't wait, regardless, to listen to the album and then report back to you guys on the next episode of Monday Suck to kind of go over it. So let's move on. Like I said, definitely check that out. A lot of good music coming out this year, man. I'm really impressed. I did like the new Black Keys. I did like the new White Stripes. I like the new Slipknot. I really like the one song I've heard from Tool. Very impressed, like I said, of the new... um, Oh, what's his name? Oh, Ed Sheeran, Uh, especially that, that song below. But the rest of it... Not a big fan of some of the songs, but he he did something different, and he collaborated with a bunch of different people, and I can appreciate trying to, you know, do different genres and challenge yourself as someone, because really, when it comes to creatively, most of the time, those British musicians just understand the perspective of, of, of uh, mainstream music and more of an art form than the entertainment form, and there's nothing wrong with either or. That's kind of like how acting is and how professional wrestling, how I love that too, how it's either... You know, you're you're an athletic performance or you're an entertainer. You know, it it kind of goes in each type of place. Same thing with movies. If you're a movie star 
or if you're a character actor. You know, there's a difference between a Tom Cruise and a Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman might be able to stretch his legs, but Tom Cruise is still an efficient actor and plays an intricate role in the movies he's a part of. So it's all, it's all different. I wanted to talk a little bit uh, before we get into some of the deeper stuff, because I do have some deep stuff to talk about, guys. Uh, we had UFC 241 over this weekend. And Daniel Cormier <laughs> lost in a fucking awesome match against uh, Stripe Maokic or Maochik. Yeah, Maochik, I, I believe is his name. Um, guys, I'm trying to get myself more back into the UFC like I did back in 2000 to 2010 when I was watching it constantly. And this is a great pay-per-view because the three main matches were all fucking awesome matches. You had the middleweight match between uh, Yoel Romero and uh, Paulo Costa. These guys beat the living hell out of each other. I didn't get a chance to check it out at first. I just watched two main events. My brother told me to go check it out. These guys were awesome. It, was, it went to round three, and they gave it to Costa. But it was, you know, an awesome match, just, just, just in general. And then to the welterweight, Nick Diaz came back. Smoking a fucking joint at the UFC. He's from California, man. It's legal. Uh, UFC's definitely cracked down on the strictness when it comes to marijuana. But he smoked a joint right before uh, the weigh-ins and before he talked a little bit of shit to Anthony Pettis. But I don't think it was about that. These guys seem like they respected each other. You know, Nate Diaz has, what, 20 wins, 11 losses. So not the greatest record, but he's still, him and his, his brother Nick, they're just... Man, they are fucking – they're scary dudes. They really are. They're, they're scary guys. And uh, Anthony Pettis, 22 wins, nine losses. So you had these two guys that are very similar. Um, and I believe this w- was for the welterweight championship. I could be 100% wrong on that. I'm not 100% sure. But Pettis actually ended up lo- losing and won three rounds. I thought Nate was going to knock his ass off several times. And Pettis was able to last, but it went to round three. Um, no, maybe that's right, because if you have four rounds, it's a championship match. I think this might just be a normal welterweight match. I'm not 100% sure, guys. I'm trying to get back into UFC, so I apologize. But awesome fight. Um, uh, Pettis would lose, but still, Nate is a badass, and I'm glad to see him back. I'm glad to see Uriah Faber come back and uh, kick someone's ass. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to root for some of the guys that I liked back when I was getting out of UFC that are still doing their thing today. Then we had Daniel Cormier, who lost his heavyweight title against Stripe. Uh, and dude, I mean, uh, when I say Daniel Cormier was throwing lumber at this guy, throwing fucking just dynamite, he was. He was nailing him. And he's got that big, like, kind of like old man toughness, if you will. I'm not, I'm not calling you old, DC. That, that's not it at all. But he just – he's got two losses now with this loss against Stripe. The other one, I think, against Sean Jones, I, if – I do believe, uh, but 22 wins and Stripe knocked him out, man. Uh, you know, he, he did basically, I'm not going to say it's a Robodope combo, but then again, if you think about it, he took a lot of damage to the head, was not knocked out, somehow was not phased by some of them, which he should have been started really getting the better of DC towards like round three, really started dropping him with a couple hits. Uh, both guys are just going at it and DC got tired in the fourth round. And finally, Stripe was able to get, you know, just a perfect hit and took DC down, knocked him out before the round was over. They had to call it beforehand. It was four minutes into it. 
So they were almost done with that round. And, you know, four minutes, nine seconds. God, that's got to be so fucking weighing on DC. And, you know, he was he was very emotional at the end. Uh, he was already saying this might be it for him. Whatever happens, happens. The only money, really, I can see is putting DC against John Jones again. I, I think that's the only thing. But then he'll have to go back and try to get his, his win against Stripe in order to, you know, steal his legacy, I guess you could say, against two people that have gotten wins over him. I don't know if what DC wants to do that. He's getting older. I mean, how old is uh, Daniel Cormier? Um, I want to say he's actually in his 40s. I'm almost positive about that, his early 40s. So let him do some other stuff. There's, he's good at commentating. Um, I know that he's a big fan of professional wrestling. I'm not saying that he comes over there and does, like, wrestling, but, you know, he's someone that if you really wanted someone that's very good, uh, you know, at least in the UFC world as a commentator, to come over and do some, like, guest stuff, uh, who knows? Maybe AEW could use him. I, I'm not sure, but I, I can see DC easily do stuff. I know a lot of people don't like Daniel Cormier. I'm, I'm actually a fan of his. I think that he's got his issues, and uh, it's just the way he, uh, he conducts himself post-match if he loses – uh, it's, it's, it can get a little bit much, but uh, kudos to a great UFC card and a great stacked amount of fights. Uh, I would definitely check this out if you didn't get a chance to. Um, but anyways, let's move on. Speaking about the UFC, let's keep it in the realm of Conor McGregor, who offered a gentleman um, over in um, in Ireland – uh, you know, a shot of whiskey. Uh, I think it was his own whiskey. I'm not 100% sure. Um, uh, but the the man didn't want to. He said no several times uh, that he didn't want to drink his shit. Words were said. This was videotaped without sound. And Connor ended up knocking the guy. Uh, the guy being Irish did not get knocked out, even from Connor McGregor's punch, got right up. And now, uh, basically, uh, Irish pub owners are pouring out his uh, whiskey down the toilet. It's whatever. Uh, it's amazing to me how not only – I mean, I'm just going to say this. I mean, this is fucking Ireland. This is – this is <laughs> okay. If – and I use this as an example because someone got really mad at me. One of our fans of Geek Vibes got very mad because for some reason I let one of our fans who I don't really get along with be a friend on my Facebook page. Stupid move. Don't do that. Um, but he got very offended by this whole entire thing, and uh, it turned into uh, me glorifying you know, violence basically in general. Um, Look, it's not fucking video games, and it's not fucking, you know, make, this is an Irish fighter in Ireland that offers someone a shot three times and punches them. That's like the setup for a fucking million goddamn jokes. And if you're really that fucking sensitive, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I would assume that maybe you are taking stuff that happened in your life and making this bigger than it actually is, which is not my fucking fault. But... Should he have hit him? No, he shouldn't have fucking hit him. Is it a funny story and a Conor McGregor story? Yes. Are we so fucking PC that Ireland bars, Irish bars in Ireland, are throwing away his whiskey as a way to say fuck you to Conor McGregor? Whatever. I think that's all silly. I think the situation is silly. 
If the guy really was pissed off about it, he could get a lot of money out of Connor for that stupid punch that he threw at him. It's all just ridiculousness. And uh, I guess that kind of can kind of uh, get us in a, in a situation because I do want to comment uh, on, uh, well, basically on some of the recent shootings. Um, unfortunately, with in the last two weeks, last time we had a show, within a week, actually, of that show. We had three shootings, two of them on the same day. And this is getting, I, I hate to bring this to a somber note, but I've, I've, I've been needing to say some stuff, and I might as well use my platform as a way to be able to say it. Um, with the shootings, with the fact that we're becoming desensitized in society to this stuff, and every time it happens, we say, what can we do? And then there is an outcry of certain things, but everything else is null and void by those people with that outcry. Um, and then nothing happens. There's no compromise. There's no, nothing like that. That to me is, is beyond fucked. Um, and I'm really getting sick of, you know, to some of my liberal friends who are very passionate about this. But then we'll take it and make it such a, gr a gun issue, which I will go into because I agree with them for certain things when, when it comes to guns. But then try to like kind of I've, – I've, I've been made to feel stupid for believing that a lot of this is to deal with mental illness. Now, to give you guys some information about me, I'm bipolar. Um, I was diagnosed back in 2010. From 2007 to 2010, I was going through manic depression through winter. Um, we think that I might have been stemmed by a reaction within my brain that had been building up. I mean, I'm not going to say I was, I was diagnosed with ADHD, but I think everyone was back in middle school. But I always had anxiety, and anxiety for nothing. Uh, I mean, if at a young age, my mom used to make a joke. Uh, basing it off of the What About Bob movie with uh, Bill Murray, in which he was kind of a hypochondriac. And I would always ask to get my head, you know, feel my forehead to see if I was sick after a meal when obviously it was either indigestion or whatever. So they would say, what about Dane? And that was actually just anxiety at even a young age that manifested and kept on continuing. And for anyone else dealing with anxiety on a daily basis, especially general anxiety disorder where you just blow up everything for no reason, I would definitely recommend magnesium. It's a vitamin you can get from Publix. Uh, in the same vitamin section that you get calcium, vitamin C, all that stuff. It, it was in uh, different food items, including leafy greens that we used to consume um, way back in the day that we don't normally anymore. That kind of keeps our serotonin level. It helps with the flow of serotonin, basically, um, how it goes to the brain. Look, I don't know the exact science, but I'm just going to give you that. Um, but if you want to do more research, I promise you it's a natural um, thing that you can take to help out with stress. And I would definitely recommend CBD, which has become legal pretty much everywhere. If it's legal in fucking Georgia, I'm assuming it's legal everywhere. I've just found a lot of relief from stress, from anger. And uh, I think that that's the type of stuff that you need to leave um, – Get rid of. Try to try to figure out stuff that is natural, and not saying that's always the case. Natural things are not going to be able to fix major problems within your brain, but there are ways to be able to neutralize certain issues and make you make you feel, you know, happy and and get rid of some of those negatives um, that you normally feel with. And 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 that's that's the thing. CBD, besides for pain and high doses for lots of people, 
you know, for stress, for anxiety, for stuff like that, I think it's one of the best release, more so than Clodipins or any benzo could ever do for me, really. Even if it's part of, part of it is placebo, I'm sure, to an extent, but it's been really working out for me. And to go back to it, um, so I had bipolar disorder that really started manifesting itself in about 07. So when I was moving back in with my parents, I had finished some school. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. I was working at a Ruby Tuesdays, fucking terrible place to work for. Fuck Ruby Tuesdays. Uh, I don't ever want sponsorships from them or the management there for that matter. Fucking bullshit mall in Georgia. They're not there anymore. So whatever the managers are doing, um, yeah, I hope you're happy. Anyways, sorry for coming off bitter. But I was in a rut. I was dealing with a lot of stuff. And throughout winter, it got so bad where I was isolating myself. I couldn't do anything. I was completely trapped within my mind. I couldn't sleep. I was going through complete insomnia. And I finally, after admittedly, you know, thought about killing myself, told my mom what was going on. And we went to doctors and tried to find the right one. And this is a thing when it comes to mental disorders. Usually the perception is with someone who has a mental disorder and they find out you know, they're manically depressed that they have anything from when it comes to schizophrenia to bipolar disorder to anything like that. Major OCD, which is very different than what people perceive it as. Um, they go to a doctor. They want immediate like results. They want to, everything to change back to it. They don't get that. So the antidepressant that they're trying out, they stop taking it. They're not actually being uh, honest with their doctor. They go back. They don't tell them what's going on, and that can do even more damage on your brain. Now, there are plenty of people involved in, you know, the, the scare of big pharma. That's all true. There are plenty drug pushers, basically, who fucking go and have lobbyists, you know, go and, and, and give some quote-unquote donation to certain politicians to keep them afloat. And a lot of them are major opiate companies, and a lot of them are major antidepressant companies, benzodyne companies that basically are trying to create robots more so than anything. And the doctors that give out those medications that are getting a kickback, they're fucking, they're, they're terrible. We need to get rid of those type of people. The only problem is they have the politicians' wallets and they're filling it, so we have that whole issue by itself. Then, like I said, you have these people that are trying different ways, might find a good doctor, and might doctor might be like, you need to do this, this, and this, and come back and see me, and they don't. And, you know, I really have always believed, I think that anyone who's taken antidepressant um, will read on the label that specifically says that, you know, may cause suicidal thoughts. I do believe that that can be the case, but I also think that that's from people not being honest with themselves, wanting immediate reaction, not taking their medications the correct dosage or stopping altogether, and their brain going back in the cycle of how it was. And honestly, the company itself that makes pharmaceuticals, whether it be bad or good, are just trying to cover their ass. That's why that warning's there. So really, when it comes down to his responsibility for a person that's going through just mental anguish, and you're, you're supposed to believe that – you know, that's not going to cause major ramifications later on. I'm not saying everyone needs medication. I'm saying a lot of people do. And unfortunately, since the 70s, uh, I, I believe it's the 70s, uh, Ben Shapiro is the one who brought this up. His grandfather 
was someone that was manic. He was going absolutely crazy. They institutionalized him, and they put him on lithium, which is actually what I take. There's no kickback to a doctor for lithium. My doctor is a really good doctor. It's actually something your brain already creates that helps the serotonin flow and not block up, which causes manic depression, or go at a sporadic race, which causes um, what you call euphoria. Manic depression, think about this. If you have a chemical imbalance in your brain that makes you feel the level of, of, of sadness and anguish that grief would give you, as if someone died but no one died, that is not normal. When it's giving you euphoria, which it's levels of happiness, of which if you graduated college, that's not normal. That's your brain. Your brain is an organ. It can fuck up. Just like any other body part in your whole entire body, there can be issues with it. And if you don't do something to it, you know, it could be very, very lethal. Think about this. This is a very, very weird comparison, but just hear me out. You know, the pancreas. Pancreas, if it is having problems creating and sustaining insulin, you can get diabetes, uh, whether it be diabetes 1 or 2 or A or B, I forgot. Um, you know, you'll have to use insulin uh, to be able to make sure that your sugar levels are proper. You know, it, it doesn't – you don't intake too much sugar that can kill you or not have enough basically. So you have to keep up with it. The whole point of finding something like lithium is to use your brain, kind of both body parts, just like the pancreas, who the serotonin itself is having a problem moving at a normal rate. It either gets blocked up or it goes too sporadic. And something like lithium you put in the equation, it makes it even out. So that's what I'm saying when I say that there's a lot of complexity, but also a lot of simplicity when you, when you think and you break this stuff down, but people look at such a complex level you know, you have the left that believe that you can take just fucking vitamins and get over it, and a lot of them are scared of the concept – that think that these active shooters – and I'm sure that they have. It depends on each person. Since they were on antidepressants, it might be the antidepressants that cause this. It's me. It's the fact that they're not, they're not actually trying. They're, they're stopping themselves. Now, I'm sure I'm not right in every case. But they're, they're limiting themselves. They're, they're, they're not taking what they're supposed to take. They're stopping. You know, they're not listening to their doctor. They're not keeping up with them. They're being dishonest about that. You can do stuff when it comes to certain types of things that manifest depression that's based off a huge event that happened in your life that was negative, whether it be, unfortunately, like you know, someone molesting you or something like that. That takes psychological you know, evaluation from a psychologist, psychiatrist. That will definitely add in those levels of, of depression and stuff like that. So that's always good. Vitamins, I, I told you to take magnesium. Uh, fish oil is another thing. If you don't like the taste of fish, uh, flaxseed oil, anything with, with omegas. Stuff for your brain that helps it out. There's plenty of things. But not, there's too many people in this world that are scared to go and get help because they don't believe that their brain should be, you know, fucking up that it's it's more than just an organ and it's not it's not and you have the 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 right you know the left tells you to go take go take a walk and fucking take vitamins and stuff like that and they will put like something that we're getting back into like these shootings and say that the mental disorders really have nothing to do with it 
I don't understand that. When you have serial killers out there and they kill people, people always perceive them as being mentally not aware. There's something wrong with their head. There's something really messed up and dark within them. I am someone that's agnostic, okay? You know, the whole concept of evil doesn't really apply to me. Yeah, I think evil is a man-made type of thing. Maybe you're spiritual and you believe otherwise, that's fine. Just bear with me. I just think that when it comes down to it, the concept of evil might be the unknown, if anything. And a lot of these people, they're doing this and acting out because they haven't gotten the proper care. Some of them might be screwed. Some of them might be completely done. But some of them, with the proper type of treatment and the proper type of care and seeing signs of this type of stuff at a very, very young age or even at, at some point, all these shooters, most of the time they have these signs in the past that people should have been like, that, we, we need to do something about this. But they don't. And then you have this travesty and this, and this terrible thing that happens and no one has answers. And then you have the right who, because uh, this is very aggravating, but because the Bible says doesn't have any reference, I guess, to mental disorders. And I'm not saying this for all Republicans. I'm saying this for a, a, a part of them. You know, same thing with the left. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to associate that with everyone. I'm just saying there is a lot of people that that on the left that believe. You know, just go out and take vitamins. You don't need like big pharma and that medication is going to like it's just going to make you worse. And that's not necessarily true. Some of it's actually helping. You don't even know the difference between, you know, a Lexipro and a lithium, which the Prozac, the Lexipro, those are your push drugs that, you know, doctors that get those will get a kickback. They usually have like a million samples for them to help you try out for the first time. And you have other doctors like I have. Like I said, I give lithium. That's, there's no kickback with lithium. Now, I have to make sure my kidneys are monitored. But going back to the diabetic thing, you have to make sure that you're you know, not screwing up your levels. This happens with um, someone that's anemic, um, you know, checking out your blood levels. So we have many other things that's completely normal. For some reason, the brain, not so much Republicans or a chunk of them, believe that they don't exist whatsoever, that they're just made up, which is fucking ridiculous. But – you know, what do you um, – you're just going to have to deal with it, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's very frustrating to have these concepts present and the solution for the matter always being ignored. And look, when it comes to guns, I understand there's a large chunk of that that we have that issue. And I just think that there is many things. Um, hold on one second, guys. I'm trying to get my roommate to stop talking to me via text. Anyways, so I think that there are many things that you can do um, in order to try to get rid of the situation from happening or steps that we can take when it comes to guns. I am completely aware that there is issues when it comes to the guns. Problem is that we've already gone through this. And, you know, if you watch Bernie Sanders was on Joe Rogan, I thought it was a really excellent interview. You know, I have no problem with, with, with guns. 
to to an extent, obviously, there's there's always a problem with guns, but usually problems like this where it's there's there's a reason for it, not for hunters who are taking down a population of an animal that's overpopulated. Yes, we did take over their land, quote unquote. But when they get so overpopulated, then they start, you know, eating all the food in the area, and then they start dying out, running in front of traffic, and they're killing off their population in worse ways. So I know. Also, bears. Look at bears. So, you know, you got deer right there, but bears. With bear hunting, if you don't kill the male bear, uh, he can get to a point where he kills the female and the cubs that he has and creates a loss of population. So I'm sure that's not everything. But for, you know, the sake of vegetarian friends or vegan friends, I understand Then there's a whole, you know, concern about the animal, and I get that. Um, for people, though, let me just say for vegans that appreciate soy or vegetarians that like soy, realize how many small animals are having to be killed in order to maintain your soybean crop. And in a radius within the whole entire farming area, any type of mole, uh, muskrat, friggin' fox, uh, you know, those all have to be killed so they don't kill those, those, those uh, little, little soybeans. So I'm just saying, sure, there's different places that preserve it differently, but just in the scheme of things. So, you know, I understand the concept of hunting. I understand that, you know, when it comes to like cars, like some people really like cars and they're like working on their cars. Some people are like that with their gun collection. I don't, most of the gun owners that own guns are not going to be the ones that go and do this. They aren't. And most of the time, those people go and illegally obtain them. Hey, Walmart, by the way, here's the fucking thing though. Instead of getting rid of violent video games why don't you stop fucking selling guns i mean that's one thing i don't understand altogether but whatever if stone cold steve austin is going to quote and say that we probably should have some certain restrictions out there if it's just hard to fucking get a loan why can't we have it with guns i understand the second amendment guys but i've said this a million times in the second amendment there weren't the style of weaponry that we have nowadays i don't think that they believed and not only that, but really, are we going to take that much advice from people that said that all men are created equal besides women, you know, African-Americans, Native Americans, and Hispanics? I mean, come on. At the same time, that's fine. Second Amendment. There's other amendments that have altered previous amendments too. I don't think that some type of restrictions or, or a deeper way of, of making sure that people are, are you know, mentally – there to be able to own this type of gun. Now, yes, like I said, it's contradictory because the person that does this is illegally going to be able to obtain that gun. And let me say that across that if you make certain things illegal, guns, you create a black market for that said thing. Crime will go up. People will still obtain things they want to obtain. What I think they should do partially yeah, I think there should be better background checks for guns. I wouldn't mind, and I'm, I'm, I don't own a gun, so maybe this is no room for me to talk. I think there should be certain things that you go about doing as far as maybe like similar to a license for a car. But cars, you know, blah, 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 there's no amendment with cars. There was no cars back when that happened. Like I said, there was no artillery to the level of, of what it is now than there was back when the Second Amendment was made. I'm sorry, there wasn't. So if you have, certain, you have certain restrictions, you have certain background checks, to get rid of being able to sell them illegally 
at gun shows. I mean, you really work on that. That's tightening certain things down. I hate it, though, when Democrats go, yeah, but look at this country, or look at this country, or look at this country. That country's fucking population is as much as Florida, for Christ's sakes. Realize the size of the United States compared to other countries you are, you are comparing it to of what worked out over there. And sometimes it's a bit dishonest because trickling down – I'm not talking about guns necessarily, but economic things. It didn't really end up working out for them sometimes in certain situations. So you know, we need to perceive things for the level of humans that we have over here. Yes, Australia went out and did a gun ban. They haven't had that problem. I don't think that necessarily is fair to us. When, when it comes down to it, the concept of having the government tell us to, to turn in guns is terrifying. Well, why do we have more guns for people than we do with the militia of, of, the, United States, of the United States Army? Uh, because citizens are trying to make sure that they abide by the Second Amendment. They protect themselves against a government that could go bad and go against them. Now, if you watch – and some people I know, some Republican friends or Republicans in general or conservatives or whatnot, they're not going to watch Joe Rogan, Bernie Sanders. But he even says, I'm from Vermont. One of our biggest things is hunting. I'm not, I'm not going to you – know, I want to cut down on the manufacture of assault rifles to not be as much right now so we can just do some type of step forward. For you know, not having so many active within you know the U.S. and I can understand that. And he also says I'm not going like he, Joe Rogan asked him because Joe Rogan is a gun enthusiast. Um, I'm not going to go door to door and tell people to give their guns. They have their guns. It's fine. I just want to limit the amount of assault rifles. You know, yes, yes, assault rifles. You're going to tell me the difference between them. I understand the difference. Those big-ass guns that can shoot fucking sporadically and kill lots of people at a very, very quick time. Knock that down a little bit. But also, like I have been saying, if we're going to do that, I don't think it's bad to have an armed guard, maybe two, per school, and a metal detector. We pay taxes for a bunch of bullshit. How many state taxes go to fucking fixing roads? We all know that if there wasn't that stupid state income tax... That doesn't really necessarily fix the fucking road at all, that if there was a company that was just paying employees to do it and making its own economy, that would be what it does. But hey, if you want to do this, that can pay for these metal detectors and stuff. Does that suck that that's where we are in society? Yes, but do we want a fucking bunch of innocent people getting killed at schools or at these random events? No. And when it comes back down to it, the number one culprit, I believe, is mental illness. That's the number one thing, and I'm sorry. Like I was saying beforehand, Ben Shapiro was talking about how in the 70s we stopped forcibly institutionalizing people, you know, having them committed or uh, yeah, committed for you know, not really being there mentally, showing signs of mental weakness, and then putting them in a facility that, yes, we would have to keep them in there and then find out what's wrong with them, have them forced to try a bunch of different medications, and then hopefully turn them back into a suitable person Back in society. I'm bipolar and I'm suggesting this. The reason why is because all these signs that keep on happening, we fucking ignore them. And then what happens? A bunch of people die. And that's not fucking good. Like I said, these people are, 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 are sick in the head. They are psychotic. They're, there are certain issues within them that if we gave them the proper care, some of them are going to be normal people within society. You just don't fucking just shoot a bunch of people for the hell of it. Just like serial killers didn't fucking brutally murder people and, and come off like they were these nice fucking people 
for for no reason. That that's that's not how it works. That's that's ridiculous. They have something mentally wrong with them. And if we don't do anything about that, there's not going to be any solution. We're going to continue having this problem. And you can put so many constrictions restrictions on guns, but that's not going to really be it. And if you fucking try to outlaw all of them, you're going to cause an uproar. And that's not the answer. We do restrictions. We work together. And we do, you know, certain things for uh, the mentally unsound, if you will, the people that are like this. I think you would see a huge difference with this type of stuff. We've become desensitized to this. If you look at it, since we haven't been forcibly instituting people that show signs, we have had shootings. There has been accumulation and more and more based on life. And knowing what people put into their body nowadays with all the hormones, stuff like that, I have no idea if that scientifically has an effect on your brain. But I do know this. I don't want young people, I don't, I don't want anyone to get killed. And I'm sick of it. And I'm sick of fucking people ignoring mental disorders, even more so. Well, not maybe even more so, because there's not innocence. Well, it, it goes inside of each other. So, yeah, both things really bother me. And they're not going to stop unless we do something. So there you go. Go and give me hell all you want on Facebook, Dane Alves. You can message me, have a conversation, hopefully. I just believe that there's certain things that we can do and certain things that we're not going to do. And unfortunately, that's going to cause more of this. Uh, but anyways, let's, let's keep on going. Like I said, if, if you really want to check out Bernie Sanders and get some information out of him and not – because there was definitely some stuff that I perceived of him. I didn't vote for Bernie. I'll admit that. Um, I voted for a Republican state for one thing. So that kind of says something to it. But I also wanted – I thought Bernie was going to win the Democratic nomination. Obviously, Hillary did, which is fucking great for everyone. Um, well, she's trying to kill certain people in prison because they have ties and information. But they committed suicide and uh, – Matter of information on Trump. Who knows who fucking killed that guy? Anyways, let's not talk about that. Um, but yeah, I voted for Marco Rubio, and then I voted for John Kasich, and then I voted for Gary Johnson. And I, you know, you can say I wasted my votes, I guess. Um, oh wait, no, I didn't even get the chance to vote for Marco Rubio. He fucking bailed out. I had to vote for Kasich. Ugh. I mean, my choices right then and there were terrible, but. You know, don't ever uh, let 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 uh, people <laughs> do what they they want to do within the scheme of things. But um, you know who I definitely don't want the leading Democrat candidate right now, which is Joe Biden. Uh, I I have to say that I bag on Trump all the time. I think that he's an egotistical nightmare, but he knows that, and he doesn't give a shit if if people think that that that's Trump. But if he said. Poor kids are just as bright as white kids. There would be so much scrutiny towards him, rightfully so. But you got this fucking idiot Joe Biden saying this shit. Joe Biden is like George W. We all know that that motherfucker is going to be held on a string and someone else in, in, within the cabinet is going to be you know, just dangling his dumb ass and fucking doing stuff behind. I don't want that. Out of the 20 fucking people chosen – in the goddamn scheme of things of, of the Democratic, you know, um, candidates, why is he the person? For nostalgia? For Obama? He's not fucking Barack Obama. He's Joe Biden, the goofy goddamn vice president. He's an idiot. He's sleepy. I just don't understand the appeal of him. 
There's lots of other people that are better choices, and he will get eaten the fuck up by Donald Trump at both the, at both the debates and the actual election. And then we'll have Trump in for another four years. So just think about that because it, 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 it worries me a bit. All right, guys, let's take things a little bit away from politics. Um, I think the biggest thing that I would like to talk about is this new plan in which Disney is doing uh, for – right now for $6.99, I have Hulu. Now for $11.99, six more dollars. No, wait, that's seven, so that would be five more dollars. Sorry. Soon you'll be able to have Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. That's fucking awesome. It's a great deal. So the whole entire Disney library, all the great stuff, including the new Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries that's going to be, I think, eight episodes long that we're finally fucking getting with Ewan McGregor. I can't wait for that. Those shows, the Marvel shows, the Disney library, the Fox library, Hulu, everything that's on Hulu, and ESPN. I'm not a sports person, but I will watch the shit out of the 30 for 30s. You don't know Bo, man. You don't know Bo. So I'm very excited about this. Hope you're excited too. I'm just uh, wondering what's going to happen next. We have all these people that are getting together. You got uh, CBS and Viacom, or was it NBC and Viacom? It was a universal one. So they're all in one entity, entity now. You have Warner Brothers doing the HBO thing that will have all of Warner Brothers stuff and content that will feature probably their DC Universe, um, you know, um, app right now. That will probably be a part of it in some type of overall package. But that's incredible. All these deals are great. But we're getting back to the point where the a la carte mode of having all these different apps. I have the WWE Network. I'll probably have the Hulu, Disney+, Plus, ESPN. Then I have Netflix. And then I'll probably end up having the HBO one with all the DC and Warner Brothers related shit. I'm basically going to be paying as much as a fucking cable thing. So, you know, it's 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 ridiculous. It's, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about it as far as being someone that, uh, you know, wanted a cheaper option and to pull the plug, if you will, now that we have like a million different fucking, you know, apps that are coming out. And uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, my mom's already bitching about having to download CBS's app and, and stuff like that to be able to watch some of her shows. So... It's, it seems like cable's just going to be coming back, basically, which, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's whatever, however you look at it. All right, so the last thing, speaking about Hulu, I want to kind of talk about this television show that I have been watching that, that started out from a suggestion of one of my friends basically suggesting um, – what is the name of this damn thing? Suggested, there was a guy that was suggested for Wolverine, and I had no idea who the hell he was. But let me, let me go back and find this whole thing. Sorry, this is really professional, guys. All right. Um, uh, where is the picture? God, we have a lot of news. Remember, guys, if you want to have a bunch of different news items, go to gvnation.com. That's GV as in Geek Vibes. gvnation.com. You'll find all of our news articles written by some of our various writers, including uh, Tia, and uh, you know links to our Spotify, links to our iTunes, link, links to our um, 
Well, it's not Spotify. It's, uh, oh, man, what the heck? SoundCloud. SoundCloud, thank you. Blog Talk, all of our different formats for our podcast, YouTube as well, which has a bunch of different visual and audio stuff on there, including this wonderful podcast of Monday Suck you can find on all formats. And then our social media sites at Instagram, at Facebook, you know, and also uh, Twitter. So join any of those groups, start a conversation, and, you know, we'll enjoy that together. Letter Kenny was the name of it. And I can't remember what the name of the actor is, but he plays Wayne. And Letter Kenny is a really funny show. It's very dry. So if you don't like dry humor, you're probably not going to like it. But it does have, you know, qualities, I would say. They're kind of shameless qualities, uh, trailer park boys qualities, and always sunny qualities, but in a very dry manner. But it's about, like, this town in Canada, and there's a group of, like, hicks, and there's a group of, like, these gothic kids or, like, the new age gothic kids that listen to this terrible metal techno and do those stupid dances. And I think that they it's kind of implied that they probably do meth because they're always revved up. Uh, and then, like, the hockey, like, preppy kids. And it's just – it's ridiculous. But this guy on it – I had to bring this up because I just found it interesting. He's Canadian. He's under six foot. He's in ridiculous shape. His character, he just beats the living shit out of people. He's 35. So even if you have, you know, the rest of your X-Men characters in their, like, mid to late 20s, he's still a good age to be able to interact with them. Uh, he's not really that well known, which is good and bad, but he's gotten many Screen Actor Guild Awards for the Canadian, whatever the Canadian version of that is. He's been in a bunch of stuff in Canada. And if you think about it, the person said, Marvel has a great way of turning comedic people, Chris Pratt and also Paul Rudd come to mind, as very great superheroes. So obviously he would have to be much more gruff and aggressive. Um but I thought it was really cool. And if anything, the suggestion made me watch this show on Hulu. I had no idea existed, and I'm hooked. I've been watching that in The Office. And no, I'm not someone that's watched The Office 5,000 times. I'm just recycling and, 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 and doing it over and over again. I actually am watching it for the first time. I've seen episodes in the past, but I'm on episode 92, and I think there's 100 more to go. But... Definitely love The Office. Some of that shit does not uh, age well. <laughs> For something that was shortly out, you know, in, in today's modern audience, I don't think it ages as well. But uh, either way, I'm trying to think if like, there's anything else major that was in the news that we should talk of. And I'm on GV Nation. Stephen Amell is going to be uh, in a new uh, star series about an indie professional wrestler. Found out that. That's pretty fucking cool. Love Steven. Just wrestling in general, man. If you're a wrestling fan, I'll kind of just end it with some wrestling stuff to go into me leading up to Wednesday's show. But uh, the, the craziness of the Wednesday night wars that are getting built. So if you were an old wrestling fan, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So basically, AEW, uh, which Tony Khan, the uh, owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, his parents are billionaires. He's a billionaire himself. He owns a soccer company. He is a sports analytics person. He does stuff for the NFL and um, what you call it, baseball. Uh, so he does analytics for all them. And uh, he bought out, he bought a company called AEW, which is doing it with these wrestlers, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, but mostly I think Cody Rhodes is the main person. Cody Rhodes is the son of Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes creatively was one of the main guys that was involved 
and also a wrestler, obviously, in the NWA, which turned into WCW. And he was still a force within the creative world in the 90s with WCW. Uh, so it's, it's, it's weird that AEW is now going to TNT. It'll be on Wednesday night starting October 2nd at, I believe, 8 o'clock live, two hours. So WWE flex their, their uh, you know, their, their, uh, their minor leagues um, of NXT where they get their, their recruits. is going to have its own show. It's going to become its own entity. So I think Evolve will probably become the, the recruiting station, if you will, which is a smaller wrestling league that does stuff with WWE. And NXT will be on USA on Wednesdays. Going live, two hours, uh, could be starting beforehand, but most likely starting October 2nd, completely against AEW. So AEW has this WCW-like feel to it with the son of one of the main people creatively wrestling-wise within that WCW-NWA realm uh, that Nitro, you know, now it's called, it's going to be called Wednesday Night Dynamite, Monday Nitro, very fitting will be on TNT, which had WCW, for two hours live against USA with NXT, uh, going two hours live head-to-head. Very interesting for wrestling fans. You have Ron SmackDown that's only gotten better at New Japan. You got NWA that's going to be doing live uh, showings over um, in in Georgia that I'm going to go check out. They're getting their own show. MLW, Ring of Honor's getting a hit. Uh, Impact's become the premier Canadian wrestling um, league. And then AEW, and then uh, everything that WWE does. Great time to be a wrestling fan. But anyways, that is it for the show, guys. Got a little bit over an hour. I think that's plenty. Uh, next week, like I said, I'll have, unless he has to reschedule, because he's very busy, I'll have Ernie Altbacher on. He'll be coming on to talk about uh, Hush, and we'll be going into some of the DC animated stuff. And uh, I'll have a show the next week after that. And we'll talk about stuff that happens on Mondays. Because, you know, while you guys are listening, you better enjoy yourself. Because I think the main thing that we all realize is that Mondays can really, really, really suck. So you guys have a good one. Thank you so much. And let the geek fights be with you. Peace out. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. <laughs>